what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. What is good, everybody? Hello, hello. OMG, if you are in Texas, it is freezing. (laughs) I am looking out this beautiful front window at home and all of the trees are frozen. They make me cold just looking at them. They're just covered in ice. So we went from beautiful spring-like weather to winter showing up. So I feel you. I'm all cozied and sweathered up, sweathered, sweatered up with leg warmers, had some soup, you know, all the things just to give you a vibe. (laughs) But I am coming at you today with a powerful message. A lot of times when I'm sitting with God, he just brings some powerful revelation, some things that convict your spirit. And even when working with different coaching clients that I've had, A topic that has come up, I kid you not, quite often, is promotion season, right? We hear all of these amazing messages like, it's my time, it's my season, right? This this is the season of the great reveal, the open doors, right? Nothing wrong with any of those things. But I also want to provide some context because what I also see more often than not, is that we can get the timing wrong, okay? The message could be 100% accurate, but the timing is wrong. And then if we're not careful, we can completely abandon ship and abort mission, okay? So I have a verse that somewhat wrecked me this morning, and I'd never heard it put quite like this before. So I wanted to start with it because I just feel like it's so affirming. And I really sense that somebody needs to hear this, but it's 1 Peter 5, 7 through 14. And this is the message version. So I don't always read from the message version, but this struck me, just the first verse. And all it says is this, live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. Wow. Talk about a Selah moment. Live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. How, I mean, literally, right? Like God delights in you. He is so careful with you, right? He's so attentive to you, right? He's so responsive to your needs and just present with you, right? There's so many names of God. And I encourage you, if you've never done a study, do a study on just the names of God and how he wants to show up for you in your life and really who he is and who he's wanting you to see that he is in this particular season. But this, live carefree before God, he is most careful with you. So for example, if you're somebody like myself, right, who grew up early or who just had to 
burden and shoulder a lot of responsibility that that wasn't mine early on, right? Then you might not have had a habit and practice of this childlike wonder, this living carefree, right? You actually might be very careful to a fault, right? Where you're very protective and guarded and cautious, right? But that's not alive and bold and full of faith, right? And this verse is essentially saying that we can live carefree before God because he's got it. He's got whatever it is that we're concerned about and he's got us. He is most careful with you, okay? I'll keep going a little bit. Keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together and on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. I'm sending this brief letter to you by Silas, a most dependable brother. I have the highest regard for him. I've written as urgently and as accurately as I know how. This is God's generous truth. Embrace it with both arms. Okay, so powerful, 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 powerful. But essentially the encouragement here is live carefree before God. He is most careful with you. Okay, so be alert, be attentive, be diligent to the ways that you're not living carefree before God. Okay, so let me bring this to promotion season. Okay, because a lot of times what's happening with promotion season is (laughs) a matter of perspective. Often it's changing our perspective, right? Because we tend to have a kingdom... Well, let me say it this way. We tend to lack a kingdom mindset when it comes to elevating, when it comes to being promoted, right? You're promoted in the spirit first before you are in the natural, right? And the ladder, quote unquote, like the corporate ladder, so to speak, or the ladder that we see in the world where we go from, you know, level to level, we picture that as being a linear upward incline, right? Like we just picture that as one line going straight up. Like that's what we picture, right? But there is a change of perspective required to be an effective kingdom ladder climber, right? Because the ladder is quite different in the kingdom, okay? So for example, Matthew 6.33 is the verse that says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things will be added unto you. And where we tend to get it twisted is we seek all the other things, particularly money. Money and love are usually the biggest areas. We seek love and we seek money when we're meant to live from provision. We're meant to live from love. That's why we seek the kingdom first. We're carefree about the things because we know that God is quite careful with us. He's going to add that stuff to us as we seek him, as we delight in him, as we obey the steps that he's revealing to us to take. And with instant obedience, not something like, oh yeah, I'll get to that, right? So that is a huge one, Matthew 6.33. There's another one, which I'm going to break down here in a second, which is Psalm 75, 6 through 7. And this is all about how promotion comes from the Lord. 
promotion comes from the Lord, all right? So I'm going to break that down. And then 2 Corinthians 9.5 is another one that you can just jot down. So kind of follow this podcast if you don't and highlight this or copy the link so you can remember to go back to it or screenshot it. That's sometimes an easy way to do it too. But 2 Corinthians 9.5 is all about sowing and reaping, right? And really paying attention to are we sowing the seeds that we want God to bring increase to? No joke. I hear a lot of folks saying, I'm doing all the things, I'm doing all the things. Okay, but I'm actually hearing in your vibe, right? And God's vibes matter. Come on, hashtag God's vibes matter. I'm hearing in your vibe that there's fear and that there's unbelief and that there is a lack of trust and there's an insecurity and there could even be a poverty and orphan spirit, right? When I'm talking with folks, this is what I'm hearing because the hustle is a buffer. The hustle is a facade, if you will. It's almost like a smoke screen, right? It's doing all these things because I don't trust. It's because I don't believe. It's because I don't experience God or I haven't experienced God that I'm aware of, right? Being super careful with me. So I feel like I have to hold the reins when God is asking me to surrender and let him take the reins, right? That is a very countercultural path to be taking, okay? So I am going to also highlight Romans 10, 17. These were all verses that I was really having highlighted as I was studying about just promotion season in general, because I feel like this is really timely. But Romans 10, 17 is all about having faith, okay? And faith is required, particularly when it's the moment of impossibility, right? Like this is not possible. Like it's just, I'm losing hope now. Like it's completely become impossible to me. And that's actually where faith starts. (laughs) The minute it isn't possible, that's when faith starts. So think about those things, all right? Now, 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 let me take us to this verse that I was mentioning. So this is the one that says that promotion comes from the Lord. So this is Psalm 75, 6 through 7. So I want to highlight that somewhere along the line, and this is human, again, no no condemnation, no good, bad, right, or wrong, but somewhere along the line, we've gotten the idea that when we serve God, you know, it, it means that we're gonna we're gonna struggle or we're not gonna be supported, right? But that is not what that verse says. It says, live carefree before God because he is careful with you, right? So this idea of having a poverty mindset or having an orphan spirit of some kind is really a worldly and traditional religious type thinking. Okay? We're told some of these things and they're just circulating in the atmosphere, but it's not true. All right. So Jesus said this verse that I highlighted, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. All right. In Psalm 75, six through seven says for promotion cometh neither from the east nor from the west nor from the south, but God is the judge. He puts down one and sets up another. In other words, right, promotion comes from the Lord. So why is this important, okay? 
Promotion comes from the Lord. This means that you don't go around being a self-promoter, okay? Social media makes that very popular, but if God is your promoter, you don't need to go around being a self-promoter. That's not where the promotion is coming from. You also don't wait around for other people to notice you and promote you. You don't wait on that. You don't wait on that. God will promote you. When the time is right, I, the Lord, shall make it happen, okay? So if it's not happening yet, it's not time yet. You see where we get that twisted? We get so focused on like, yes, I heard this message. I receive it. I claim it. It's mine. It's done, right? Like we do that. Not bad, okay? You want to activate your faith, but also be sensitive to timing. God doesn't work by turns like it's your turn. He works by timing, by seasons, right? So you can't expect God to decide to send you a harvest in some place where you haven't planted one. Oof, I hope you heard that. You can't expect God to decide to send you a harvest in some place where you haven't planted one. So this is that principle that I highlighted. I'm bringing it in here. God blesses the seeds that you actually sow. This is 2 Corinthians 9.5. So you have to actually sow the seeds of the crop that you want. So for example, when you receive a revelation, when you receive a prophetic download, when maybe you're dreaming with God or you've got this impression in your spirit or God has revealed something to you or you've seen glimpses of this vision and and where you're being led and inspired or what you're even being inspired to pursue, right? That could have come to you. So now by faith, are you going to start sowing seeds towards that vision or are you going to wait to be noticed? Are you going to wait for people to recognize... (laughs) (laughs) what God put on the inside of you, right? Are you going to wait until you have a certain number of followers or some sort of engagement? Are you going to hustle your way because you don't actually believe what God revealed to you? With me? Okay. So for example, you can't expect watermelons if you're sowing the seeds of crab apples. (laughs) Funny visual, but it's true, right? So expecting God to miraculously change a watermelon to a crab apple, that ain't it. That ain't it, right? Another example, just a practical example, since we need the support and help of other people in our lives, we have to sow the seeds of being helpful and supportive first, right? So mentorship and coaching, right? Those avenues, those those relationships, those kind of connections, bring you into acceleration. Like they cut your learning curve in half, right? When you can really be mentored by folks that have gone before you and that have learned the the lessons, right? There's some things that are just revealed through life and you don't necessarily have to go through the hard times that somebody else has actually learned from and, and really received a lot of wisdom and lessons from that they can give that to you. They can impart that to you. So that's an example. You can go and you can support these folks that are already, you know, going down and and have been on this path that you can see, right? God will definitely use you in a unique way, but you can still put yourself in the position of being near folks that have gone before you, right? And help them and support them. Start doing things for other people. It's not just a principle of sowing and reaping. It's part of being like Jesus, first of all, right? And it's also a principle of faith, 
Okay, and you'll have a hard time having faith for other people to help you and support you if you're not being helpful and supportive of other people. Does that make sense? So you just got to picture the harvest and work in reverse, right? Because we work and live from victory, not for victory. Okay, so just really visualizing the vision that God has given you, reverse engineer that thing, back up, right? Like, okay, so given that this is the vision and this is done and I'm just on my way to it and then when the time is right, I'll see it, how do I prepare for it? How do I help and support people now, right? So that when when I get to this stage, I can expect, right? And I have faith for divine connections and people to help and support me with me. Okay, so some other things to keep in mind here. Dun, dun, dun. Ooh, I think you might even be able to hear a little bit this rain. <laughs> All right. Um, I wanted to just dive into 10 things God promises will bring this promotion. Okay, and promotion too can be many different things. Yes, it can be financial, which I'll talk a little bit about. But it can be anointing, it can be wisdom, right? It can be authority. There's so many things that are connected to promotion. So I would really pray into that, lean into that and get clarity around what does that look like for you, all right? But here are just 10 things that God says will actually give you money in the world because that's often what I'm hearing people connect promotion to. So I wanna make sure to highlight that today and give some context. So the first thing is that there are many things that lead to promotion and prosperity, and a lot of that is contingent upon us, right? Like there's a do this and, if you this then, right? Like there's a condition here, okay? And a lot of times we tend to read sections of verses that favor us or that agree with our current mindset or belief system, okay? So it's really important to just see things and get multiple perspectives around them so you have a full picture, not just a part of a picture, okay? So number one, don't love money more than God. So sometimes what's preventing promotion season is that you are in a position where you're still making money an idol, where you're still hustling for it, you're still prioritizing it over God, you're still leaning on your own understanding, and that could really be a problem when God releases that financial favor into your life, right? Every good and perfect gifts come from above. So when God releases that into your life, that could hinder you rather than be a blessing for you. So if you worry about money constantly, money has become your idol. Okay, and that could be blocking promotion. Okay, if you worry about how to pay your bills, you're putting money ahead of God. Matthew 6 tells us, do not worry about what you will eat or what you will wear because your God in heaven already knows what you need. The enemy, the enemy, right? That verse that I said before, he's waiting to pounce, right? He's waiting to bait you. He's waiting to tempt you into worry and fear and anxiety. And it says, the enemy wants you to worry about finances. He wants you to think and obsess over money, right? We can repent from that. We can turn from that. We can decide that God cares for us and is careful with us, right? Money 
and obsession over money draws us away from God. So the enemy knows if we love and honor God, he will prosper us and make us great, right? But when worry creeps in, it's deception, right? And it it prevents us from being really carefree before God, available for God, present with God, because we start getting distracted by chasing after it. And anything we chase after, hear this, anything we chase after will elude us. It will elude us, okay? We'll, We'll basically keep pushing it away. Anything you chase, you're basically pushing away, okay? It's just a vibe. It's a vibe. All right, number two, work with the spirit of excellence. So these are things for context that usually are things to check in with before promotion season, okay? So if you're in promotion season, you better check fast, right? But on the way to promotion, these are things to keep in mind because money, right, if this is the specific area of promotion that you're looking for, will just reveal more of who you actually are. So keep that in mind. Okay, so work with the spirit of excellence, okay? The book of Colossians says, work with all your might unto him, not unto man, unto God. God sees what you do. He also, this is a big one, he sees the position of your heart. He sees when you're looking at him as a genie, right? And you just want to rub the lamp and have him deliver or manifest something into your life. And that's not how God works. God is about relationship. That's a very worldly kingdom, right? God's kingdom is totally different. Work with all your might unto him. Serve God, love God, delight in God with all your heart. He sees what you do. He sees your diligence. He sees your motivation, the heart you pour into and the extra hours you invest. Even if nobody acknowledges that, he sees and will bless the fruit of your hands. Okay, but you've got to believe that, right? Promotion, it's a given. It's inevitable. It's coming, right? But how is my heart position? How is my work ethic? Who am I working for? And you're going to know if you have no joy or usually working for man, right? Or if you're looking for people to acknowledge you and support you. I've been in seasons in my life where I just wasn't being acknowledged or supported at all. And it was just to validate that I never needed that. And that's what I'm not showing up for, right? It can be really frustrating in that season when that's happening, but keep that in mind. Okay. Joseph is a really beautiful example. I come back to this story often, right? The Lord sends Joseph a vision and and his father blesses him. Okay. Then his older brothers get jealous, sell him to slavery. As a slave, he's brought to Egypt to work at the governor's house, right? Then this governor's wife, (laughs) this adulteress tries to seduce him. And when he refuses, again, a character test, She runs to her husband and claims he made moves on her. And her false accusations land him in prison. Yo, right? Like, (laughs) this would be like one of those I just give up moments, right? But faith. Joseph had excellent faith, right? And he has this special gift from God, right? He can interpret dreams. So people come to him even while he's in a pit, even while he's in jail, right? And his reputation spreads. Come on, this is promotion. If he is faithful, if he keeps his faith, if he keeps the right heart position, promotion comes to him. God is the one that that brings the increase, that brings this expansion, right? That causes his reputation to spread. Pharaoh hears about it, actually comes to the prison and asks Joseph to interpret his dream. 
And then after Joseph warns him about a coming famine, the Pharaoh elevates him. God uses people to promote you. Come on. The Pharaoh elevates him to a position over all the lands in Egypt. So God exalted Joseph from prison to the head of a huge, powerful nation. Like what? So what is what is key here for promotion season is that Joseph never stopped diligently serving God, not his own agenda, not a victim spirit, not an orphan spirit, not a woe is me spirit. He continued using his gift. He had faith, right? Faith will cause you to work your gift. So he continued using the gift God had given him to bless others. He was faithful and exalted God, not himself or not the problem, even when he was in a prison cell. Okay, so when you continue, this is a promotion secret. When you continue to work, not a secret, it's in the word. (laughs) Just go read it and study it, right? When you work unto God, he will bless your work. So that would be a self-check moment. What are you working unto? Who are you working unto? Check that out. Okay, number three, beware. And this is a big one. This is a big one. Beware of the trappings of materialism. Okay, so God's monetary blessings are designed for a much larger purpose than like the new house, the new car, the new purse, the new whatever, right? God's blessings are so much larger than that. Sure, he does want to bless you and provide for all your needs. He's an exceedingly abundant God. He lavishes his goodness upon you, but he doesn't want stuff to own your life. And we've seen how easy that can be. Right? We've seen many stories in the world where that story is the narrative, right? Where people get caught up in things and it leads to a a very sad ending, right? So when you have a lot of stuff, right, it can also bring things that you're not expecting, right? When you don't know how to steward well what you're given. So that's why there's the verse that he who's faithful with little can also be faithful with much, right? If you are not good with managing your money now, right, that could equal a lot of debt and a lot of anxiety later that could totally crush you, right? So God sometimes exposes what's in your heart before he elevates you, before he promotes you so that you can get to work on your heart and purifying that heart, right? So Ecclesiastes 5.10 says, whoever loves money never has money enough. If you keep accumulating more clothes, a nice car, a bigger house, and still feel a void, this is actually revealing a bondage, a stronghold to greed, okay? And that never leads to true fulfillment and fullment, to true fulfillment and fullness of joy in God ever. It doesn't lead there, right? And somebody that is has gained everything but loses their peace, what good is that, right? The money in your hand is a test. Know that. To see what you'll do with it. This test is to see if God can trust you with more. And God's heart is definitely about blessing you, but it's also about his people. God has a heart for people and serving people. Okay? And so if he can get money through you, he can always get it to you. But a lot of times, he doesn't get money through people. (laughs) So that's a test, right? All right, number four, remember, it's God's money. Promotion season, what's up? It's God's money. All money comes from God. Everything that exists belongs to God. Your money 
is God's money and he wants to multiply it, right? When you honor him and serve him and follow his word, he will multiply that, right? So we get in trouble when we worship the what the creator created versus the creator himself, right? So this is a destructive path, right? And because God loves you, he won't let you continue down that path, okay? So the money in your hand is a test, all right? Keep that in mind. He will provide for you, but he honors his word also, okay? Number five, give generously. Give generously. We just established here, right, that all money is God's money, so share it generously. God wants to bless you with more, and he loves a cheerful giver, okay? So it's important to check your heart when it comes to money, okay? God wants to see you bless others. That actually honors God, okay? So you want to be able to give graciously, give willingly, give with a cheerful heart, knowing and trusting God will provide. Now, this isn't something that you're just told to do. This is something that you need to examine before God, with God, right? You can even repent about it. God, I don't have a gracious heart, but I'm willing to see things differently. I'm willing to do things differently, right? Show me your heart about this. That's something that you need your own divine encounter around and experience with God. It's not just something that somebody can tell you. Because a lot of times we know what to do, we just don't do it. (laughs) And there's something that's blocking us. And so that needs to be investigated a little bit. Number six, sow into the right soil. This is huge, 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 huge when it comes to promotion season. You absolutely want to make sure that you are sowing into the right soil. Okay, the Bible really illustrates this by the parable of the sower, and it outlines these four different types of soil that a farmer can sow into. Okay, so just picture, I know in Texas we have a lot of it, um, just picture open farmland, right? There's rocky soil, there's hard ground, there's thorny soil, and there's fertile ground, okay? And seeds that are sown into rocky ground, try to picture this. Seeds that are sown into rocky soil sprout quickly, but they have no roots. That angle work, right? Those plants quickly get scorched by the sun, particularly in Tejas, right? Seeds planted on the hard ground get stolen away by birds. Dang it. (laughs) Seeds planted in the thorny soil establish roots and sprout. But as the plant grows, it's choked by the thorny vines. Mm, Those are typically worries of life. A farmer who plants his seeds in fertile soil sees a return of 30, 60, and 100 fold. So how do you know if it's fertile soil? Examine the fruit. Same with your own walk. You will know who is following after God by their fruit, right? Not what they say, by their fruit. So examine the fruit. Is there even fruit? Is it good fruit? The Bible defines the fruit of the Spirit as love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So take a look at that. Like, what are you sowing? Are you sowing the fruit of the Spirit and expecting a harvest of that? Are you sowing something quite different? (laughs) Check it out, right? Do you reap those things out of the ground you sow into? What kind of fruit are you reaping out of the ground that you're sowing into? That's just another Selah moment. (laughs) This is how you know you're sowing into good soil. 
Seven, recognize different seasons. This is one of the things that I was highlighting that is so huge. Timing is everything. And nature often dictates diverse seasons, right? But God can also give you a word about the season that you're in. But if you're currently in a season of famine, take care of everything you do have. Knowing more will be given to you. That also is a test, okay? As you're trustworthy, right, with little, that's how the financial kingdom of God works, right? Continue to work with excellence and diligence unto him. Continue giving with the spirit of thanksgiving and cheerfulness and he will prosper you. He will, but you've got to have that faith. That's why the Romans verse, right? Romans 10, 17 about having faith. So, so powerful. Number eight, prosper where you're planted. Do you ever find yourself thinking this? Um, well, if blank would just happen, then I'll be set right? Like if I win the lottery or if so-and-so would just blah de blah then I'll be set, right? After this big business then, if my partner, my husband would treat me right then, right? If so-and-so stopped nagging me then, when I lose X amount of pounds then, right? We're all guilty of this, right? We are all guilty of similar thoughts, but that's just the enemy directing your focus away from what you do have, Come on, gratitude is the attitude. Diverting it to what you don't have. You have to find happiness in your current circumstances. You have to. You have to have to. That's what prosper where you're planted means. When you outsource your happiness to some external circumstance or some like vague idea or vague future, which I call this future tripping, <laughs> you remove your personal accountability for your attitude and actions right now. Ooh, let me say that again for the people in the back, man. Okay. Prosper where you're planted. It's all about being grateful in your current circumstances and finding happiness in your current circumstances, okay? When you outsource your happiness to some external circumstance or some vague thing in the future, you remove your personal accountability for your attitude and actions now. Whew, but, 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 let's get to the good news, okay? But if you dedicate your whole heart and soul to what you have now, and learn to love what you already have, you'll see the best around you and you'll see also what God then starts to do for you. Number nine, ask and ask big, okay? So God is not a small God. That's why we don't need to get caught up in an orphan spirit or poverty thinking and mindsets. His word says his arms are not short and his ears are not deaf. We can't even begin to conceive what he's planned for those who love him. You need to think bigger than you presently think. You need to think wider, taller, deeper, all the things. So sometimes we're in like a holding pattern because our faith needs some work, right? Because the next level that he takes you to is going to require more faith, right? So think about that. How, how can you stop thinking in terms of your size and really picture in an exceedingly and overabundantly way, okay? We all know that with God, all things are possible. With man, it's impossible. With God, all things are possible. So ask big and ask according to his will and it will be given, okay? And then lastly, before we wrap this up, number 10, it's okay to fail, okay? So sometimes when we're in like a promotion season or preparing for one, we're afraid to fail, but it's okay 
to fail. You need to understand that it's okay to make mistakes and you'll probably make a lot of them, right? There's ups and downs, there's twists and turns, but God has you, he loves you and he will prosper you, right? He cares for you and is careful, most careful with you, okay? So it's okay if you mess up. His grace far exceeds what you can even fathom, right? He will help you, okay? Bottom line here, promotion season is is knowing. Whether you're in it or you're coming up on it or it's coming to you, right? (laughs) When the time is right, bottom line, God wants you to succeed and he wants you to succeed more than you do in the desires that he put in your heart and as the person that he formed, shaped, and anointed you to be. So those would be some areas that I would reflect on too. Do you know who you are? Because God can't bless who you're pretending to be. Do you know what you're called to and really have ownership of that? Because you could be working on a good plan, but if it's not God's plan, you're not going to see the harvest that you've seen glimpses of, right? So God does want to bless you. He wants to give you the desires of your heart and he gives you the playbook to do it. It's his word. It's his good news. All you have to do is follow his directions, follow his good orderly directions. So here's the thing, my friend, if it's promotion season, okay, make sure you're straight. (laughs) That's what I would say. If it's coming up on a promotion season, make sure you're prepared. Get ready. Get ready ready and live carefree for God. Just meditate on this. What does it look like for you to live carefree before God as he is most careful with you? If God's worked out all the details, how would you show up? How would you think? How would you feel? How would you speak? How would you give? What would you be doing? Start doing that and it's only a matter of time. It is inevitable because God wants to promote you, okay? All right, my friends, I hope this message blessed you. If it did, your girl would appreciate it if you would follow me or give me some comments, rate it, if you will. You can also connect with me. I'm happy to help you. If coaching is something that you're interested in and want to explore, there we go, words, you can visit julianapage.com. There's all sorts of books. There's a blog. There's all sorts of goodies over there, a course, things that you can just check out to help you on your journey. So be sure to visit julianapage.com. And until next time, guys, stay blessed.